You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Hour number two. It's the Goon Hour live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A lot of your calls coming up this hour at 844-843-6879. Dr. A, Inside Injuries, he will join the program coming up in just five minutes from now. So a lot to get to here uh, during the Goon Hour. We start in with the Giants, Jake, because... The Giants PR tried to stop Janoris Jenkins from just running out of the locker room because players love hiding from media. And despite repeated requests, he did not. Eli Apple stood there, DRC stood there, Landon Collins stood there and defended Ben McAdoo. And Janoris Jenkins, after getting suspended coming out of the bye week because he celebrated his birthday too hard, didn't show up in San Francisco either. This is a mutiny for the New York Giants. Uh, it's pretty much Ben, Mock- Beck- ben McAdoo has always had a question with control of this team. And this kind of goes back to the Odo Beckham with the boat situation and all the rest of their wide receivers and everybody else involved. And it's been it kind of started with that turn from Tom Coughlin to Ben McAdoo. When Tom Coughlin, if you remember that last season, was the whole fight with Odo Beckham and Josh Norman. They kind of like passed it off and it's like, oh, it's not my problem yep. anymore. And ben- yep. It's just basically I, this is what I said last week. I don't remember if it was on Football Frenzy or on Target, but I made this comparison to a teacher. I had in fourth grade who's at the second half at the end of the second half of the year like as we were getting ready to leave school like the last month she said by the reason by the way the reason i'm so hard on you guys from day one is because once you let the rope up out you can never pull it back in and i think that's the problem is ben mcadoo never had the rope pulled in to start and so you have all these players thinking they can get away with everything and then when he tries to lay down the hammer on certain players and other ones you it's just a mess he needs to be gone i just don't know if it's going to happen during the season because this team generally doesn't do that you know what's really you know what's really interesting Interesting about that when they when they made Ben McAdoo the head coach, they wanted the opposite of Tom Coughlin, a guy that related to the player, players that was a little bit looser, and that's what they got. And Jake's right, Matt. Like it's too loose, right? Like they gave these players so much length, and ultimately they they take advantage. And while some of them still like him potentially as a person, he's a horrible head coach. When when you're the boss, you have to be the boss. You can't be everybody's best friend. Right. I think a lot of people have yeah. a hard time doing that, and they don't want to become off as I don't know the right word for radio, so I'll just say they don't want to be a bad person and say that. Like, well, they want people to like them. Sure. But you got to be stern. If you're the person in charge, there has to be rules. I mean, like Tom Coughlin, when he had a meeting, if you weren't five minutes early, you were late. You need to know that. That was the his rule. Need From to the know that. And, you know, as, as long as there's a, you know, a, a guideline I'm following. If Ben McAdoo gets fired today, and the Giants haven't fired a head coach in season in forever. So all, every beat reporter says, listen, he'll last to the end of the year. Who knows? If he gets fired today, has anything changed, Matt, with the Giants offense for fantasy purposes? I don't really think so. Okay. I mean, as long as Eli Manning's under center, unless they give that kid, which is Davis Webb, uh, the quarterback, unless they give him some starts at the end of the season. Which right. I don't, know if they, I don't see them doing that to Eli. They're at least going to let him get the uh, rec- uh, get, become number two all-time behind uh, Peyton. So I agree. It's, it'll be this week uh, if he starts. He will be the number two, uh, be the second in his career of most consecutive games starting at the quarterback position, uh, just only behind Brett Favre. We'll take a break. When we come back, Doctor Ray Inside Injuries joins us. Gives us the latest on Devontae Freeman, Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery, and a whole lot more. It's the Fantasy Football Frenzy, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Frenzy! Fantasy football style. It's the Goon Hour on a Monday. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Matt Modica, Greg Sussman, filling in for Corey Parson. Because, Doc, Corey Parson's too busy hanging out with you. Well, um, we, we hung out for a while, and I'm, I'm happy to report that uh, Corey is safe. And <laughs> um, he'll be... <laughs> He'll be uh, he'll be back today in New York, so you guys don't worry. He he was in good shape when I saw him. Doc bailed him out. <laughs> I wanna I wanna hear the stories between Doctor A and Corey Parson. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> well, no, it was pretty boring. We watched. Uh, unfortunately, Corey was not very happy because of the Cowboys. Not really, you know. After the first pl- after the first drive of the game. Uh, they were not really that happy afterwards. So yeah. he he was in a, he was a little bit of de- he was a little depressed, unfortunately, you know. So you know he had a he had a little uh, a slider sandwich and he had like uh, a hot dog and I think he had some popcorn and a couple <laughs> beers, you know, kind of drowned himself in some good food and some beer, you know. So. Was, was he um, was he trying to diagnose injuries next year? <laughs> no, but we did talk. I mean, it was good. one of the guys on the list, you know, Devontae Freeman, uh, you know, uh, we talked about him uh, quite extensively because uh, we knew that this was just a matter of time before he had his third concussion. Well, that's exactly where I wanted to start because I remember we had you on at the tail end of the summer right before the season started. And you're like, listen, you need to drop Devontae Freeman down your draft boards because – this concussion is the second concussion of his career. It means he's more prone to a third concussion. And I don't know when it's going to happen, week one or week two or week three, but at some point, it's going to happen. And here we are in week 10, Devontae Freeman gets concussed, and Thomas Davis, a linebacker on Carolina, says, listen, he was concussed last week, and they put him back out there. And the reason that he may have missed practice time this week wasn't a hit for a leg, because it was because he was concussed, and the Falcons hit it. How serious is this? third concussion now for Devontae Freeman, Doc, and how long do you expect him to be out? Yeah, uh, you know, um, I haven't heard that he's cleared protocol. I'm, I still think he's going to be out for the next two weeks. Um, you know, that's what uh, a typical concussion takes from an optimal recovery time, but they should actually keep him out longer. You know, look, when, when a player has a third concussion uh, in, in a short time period that he has had, you know, you have to you start to it's not yet, but you have to you start talking about longevity uh, from a playing career standpoint. But then even after football, uh, you guys, I mean, this has been a topic now for a while of what are the long term effects of multiple concussions in the NFL? Uh, and, you know, the, 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 the re- literature and the results out there are just not pretty. You know, there's memory loss, there's dementia, there's, you know, uh, a host of other things that that can happen. So. Um, I love Devontae Freeman. I think he's a uh, you know, great, great player, a great athlete. 
but he has to start to consider now um, the possibility of his career ending a little sooner than he anticipated. And I hate to say that, you know, but, you know, medicine is medicine and this is very, very serious. So, you know, high, he was high injury risk, as you guys know, uh, below average because of his pro- propensity to have another concussion. And, you know, he's been dealing with a shoulder injury uh, or a stinger with a minor injury this year as well. And so, um, you know, he will remain at high injury risk. And I'd be shocked if he plays in the next two weeks. Hey, Doc, let's do a double dip here. Let's go to the Green Bay backfield with Aaron Jones and Ty Montgomery both exiting the games yesterday. What's the early diagnosis on for here? All right, so uh, Aaron Jones, uh, you know, he's going to get an MRI today. So we're going to figure out exactly what this injury is. Right now we're predicting it's a grade 2 MCL sprain. Um, but, um, you know, it, it, it really depends upon what the MRI shows. If it is a grade 2, that's good for a running back. Our optimal recovery time is four weeks. It's not likely the team is going to keep him out that long if it is a grade 2 MCL sprain. You know, this was a guy that obviously didn't have many injuries in the past, so we didn't have a lot of data on him. Um, It has escalated him into elevated 17% injury risk, but it didn't push him into high injury risk, which is a good sign. So he should heal to a grade 1 and then uh, hopefully to a soft tissue to heal over the next two to three weeks if it is truly a grade 2 MCL. MCL sprain, but you know if it's if it's less than that, if it's a, just a minor soft tissue or a grade one, you know I do expect him to be back after one week. But if it's a grade two, it, it, at least three weeks is where he should be. You know it's interesting with uh, Ty Montgomery with the recurring rib injury. Um, yeah, you have you, you have Aaron Jones with the MCL injury. And we've seen some players, Matt, have the MCL injury before. It's only taken him a couple of weeks, so I kind of agree with Doc. Like four weeks is probably optimal. He should be back before then, if it, if it is what we expect yeah. it to be. Yeah. And, and and guys, uh, one thing I want to say is that, and you asked me about Ty Montgomery as well. Yep. So you know, mul- multiple <laughs> rib fractures in week four, missed week five, and he doesn't have to sustain. Now here's the issue, right? Uh, rib fractures are very very problematic for running backs because he doesn't have to have another rib fracture. He could get hit in the same spot and have what's called costochondritis, which is inflammation of the cartilage of the ribs, and it's an incredibly painful injury. It's very difficult to control, and so you know he just you know multiple rib fractures really really, really have an impact on running backs, and that's why he was elevated injury risk, and now he's close to being high. It escalated him to 24%. I mean, he really needs three weeks off if they can give it to him. We'll, we'll see, and that, that is the question with Jamal Williams. If they give him the time off, we hopefully, Matt, will get more information before we have to put in our waiver claims uh, potentially tomorrow night uh, or Wednesday. Yeah, you definitely don't want a three-headed monster. No, that would be the biggest <laughs> disaster of them all. Dr. Ray, Inside Injuries, hanging out with us here on a Monday. Corey Parsons is not here because Dr. Ray partied way too hard with him uh, over the weekend. So uh, he's still down there in Atlanta. Uh, God knows if he'll even make it back tomorrow. But the question is, <laughs> staying in Green Bay uh, with Brett Hundley. There was a rumor that he got hurt. He stayed in the game, but there's a rumor that he got hurt. Is there any truth to that, Doc? Yeah, um, it looks like it's a minor hamstring injury. Um, you know, he it was a, he got injured on the 17-yard run in the second half. Um, 
pulled up, uh, and you know, you guys can always see that hamstring injury when they pull up quickly and then they're holding their, you know, thigh, uh, back of their thigh. You know, that's a classic hamstring injury. Right now, it looks very mild, uh, and the fact that he's a quarterback, right? He's not a running back and a wide receiver. God, if, you know, you guys have seen if if, he, if a running back or a wide receiver has a hamstring injury that's minor, then they really get affected by it. But he's a quarterback, right? So this should be a one-week recovery. He's still at low injury risk, and you know, but. But this this did move him right now into below average. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, he's going to be running a lot. You know, uh, it's just uh, unfortunately that's just the way it's going to be. And so his below, he right now his HPF is below average. But I do anticipate is if he rests, you know, this week and and plays in the next game, it'll move him up to above average and even close to peak health again. So we don't see this as a big concern for him, especially because he's a quarterback and not a wide receiver or running back. All right, so that's pretty good then. Yeah, no. And Doc, let's do another double dipple. Wide receivers. I know they both played T.Y. Yep. Hilton and Des Bryant, but how long before they get to optimal or, let's say, peak health? Is that possible in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and I had I had a chance to look at Des up and up uh, up and close at the game, and you know, 50% of the snaps he wasn't even in. Um, he had seven targets, and you know, he just had three receptions and 39 yards. So you could see the grade two ankle sprain. You know, as the game went on, he just started to get slower and slower and slower. They were limiting him in snaps, etc. So again, um, you know, uh, the question is, are they safe? No. <laughs> I mean, they're not safe, unfortunately. You know, a high injury risk by playing through this type of injury. He didn't get re-injured or he didn't, you know, as we know, he didn't get, you know, sort of severely impacted, by, uh, meaning uh, reoccurred it. But it did impact his play on the field. And that's just as good as if they're not, just as bad as if they're not playing at all. And then T.Y. Hilton, you know, a grade two groin injury still requires four weeks of recovery time. High risk before this game. He was high risk before the season. He's at 45%. You know, he needs to rest at least two to three weeks in order for him to get back into full playing shape. Um, I don't see that happening, and so he's going to stay at high injury risk. And you can see his results, you know, two receptions, 23 yards. Zach, I want to ask kind of, as a final question, an overarching question. That doesn't really have to do with a player specifically, but we saw Jacoby Brissett yesterday get hit in the head, stay in the game, and then clearly this dude was concussed. We saw the same thing with Russell Wilson last Thursday, stayed in the game. Now, he says he was fine, but, you know, they didn't do the proper concussion protocol, and we said the same thing with Devontae Freeman just a moment ago, where it looked like he started this game on Sunday, how, you know, despite being concussed. My question to you is, how does this keep happening? Well, so we still have, even though all of the rules and regulations that the NFL has put into place, um, you know, has, has come a long way from back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. However, um, there's still a lot of work to be done because at the end of the day, the concussion testing is still an arbitrary type of testing. It's administered by an individual to another individual. And so their impression of what is exactly, you know, uh, to send a player out there is still not it's not done by a computer. Right. It's not it's not a it's not like a, you know, strict guideline done by someone that is not unbiased. Right. It's being done by inherently biased people, right? You got the player that wants to get back in the game and you got the team that wants the player to get back into the game. I'm not saying that this is anything shady that's going on. All I'm saying is that is that 
there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of making sure that players don't slip through the cracks. And maybe it has to do with improving our concussion testing from a protocol standpoint or, you know, administering some sort of computerized uh, unbiased type of process on the, on the sidelines when a players appear to be concussed. There you go. Dr. I, Inside Injuries. We appreciate the insight as always. Can you send Corey back now, please? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's already in, landed in New York, so you probably, you'll see him very soon. Perfect. <laughs> talk to Dr. I. We'll talk to him Thursday on the Roto Access program. Matt, Jake, and I, we come back with more during the Goon Hour. Your calls come up next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we continue on here. Good hour live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So hit up those phone lines at 844-843-6879. We are live on YouTube here, so make sure you keep checking it out. Coming up next, Fantasy Football BFFs, Frank Stample, Mike Florio will come up here and join me, as will EY, Eric Young, taking Jake's place on Skype. So as we line up the calls, as Donnie Burns does his thing downstairs, we... Visit the waiver wire before the column comes out. I get it. It's a little bit early, and I understand that. But I mentioned Jamal Williams. We mentioned Dr. Cheryl Inman. I want to bring up Austin Eckler here, Matt, because you, you you told me multiple times this morning, you're so annoyed, you look at your team, you see Austin Eckler on the bench, and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, I, I wish they put him in. I, I wasn't going to play him. It's like the, the team that I had Devontae Booker in there or the one that I had Tariq Cohen. Those were the ones I was kind of like... It would have been nice to have that 27 points. Oh, like certainly. Those three points. <laughs> so if, um, if Eckler is out there, and I'm sure he's out there in a strong, you know, a strong majority of leagues at this point, how important is it for you to go get him? Uh, yeah. He's so, I mean, I would probably want to get like Jamal Williams ahead of him and stuff like that. But, yeah, I definitely want to get him. Look, if you're a Melvin Gordon owner, you probably have, have him rostered from a few weeks back. So that I mean that would have been the smart move, and I think that's one that we've preached on this show. So I don't know how available he is. I'm, I shouldn't say that because I'm assuming in probably the Yahoo and ESPNs he's widely available. Because there's a ton of players I never think that are available that are, you know, only thirty percent owned. So he's got to be widely available. Yeah, I think so too. Can Austin Eckler be a fantasy viable player on his on his own, Jake? Do we hear Jake? At this point of the there season, you know, uh, am I here now? We got you now. Can you hear me now? We got you now. Verizon now? 
<laughs> if you look at El- Eckler, if we were talking, we were just starting the bye weeks a few weeks ago. Like we were heading to the two sixteen bye weeks, and we still had three of the four weeks, five, fourteen bye weeks left. I would say yes in a PPR, you could find a spot for him going forward. Now we have one fourteen bye week left. I just don't know if he will be because again, it goes back to the reason he's been in the column for weeks on end, and people are giving me yesterday like, "Thank you so much for having." Like you don't have all of a sudden an RB two on your hands. Like you didn't find this gem on your bench unless Melvin Gordon misses time. That was the whole point of Austin Eckler being in the waiver column for weeks on end. Now is because Melvin Gordon. Is it injury concern? He's been an injury concern for this entire season. If he misses time, Eckler becomes an RB2. As of right now, unless you're hurting at running back, at best case, you're looking at an RB3 in a PPR league. You don't probably want to start him in non-PPR. All right, so there you go. That's the deal uh, with Austin Eckler here uh, out there on the waiver wire. Um do we go back to the Samaj P. Ryan well? I know we've done this before a few times a season, and it hasn't done anything. We've just kind of seen more Chris Thompson. Do we go back to the well there, Jake? Hey, you know, I, I think you have to if Kelly's out, but I wouldn't expect too much because Chris Thompson, more explosive, better fit for this offense. Pass catch is the pass first offense, we all know. Samaj P. Ryan just hasn't looked that great in his chances so far this year. Now, he's going to get the goal line carries. He's going to get the tough yardage of third and one, the early down work. So at that point, you have to say if Rob Kelly is out. I mean, look at Rob Kelly two weeks ago. 18 yards and two touchdowns. If it's three straight weeks of less than 20 yards, but he was getting touchdowns. That's the appeal of P. Ryan is that he can do better than that and be the goal line option. What about you, Matt? I mean, I have P. Ryan in, in one of my big leagues. He's been on my bench all year. I've never started him. And honestly, I don't want to ever have to start him. I, mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable. It would be a desperation play at best. But like Jake said, if he's if you have to get a running back, you may have to put him in at some point. So I just hope you don't. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think if he's out there, I think you don't have a choice. I think you have to go out and you grab him uh, because he's starting running back. And they, they, they just have to be owned. You don't have to start him. They just have to be owned. Matt, I know you gave your answer a couple moments ago on the Roto Experts. So I throw it to you, Jake. Tua Hilton's battling a groin injury. Dante Moncrief is terrible. One catch for 60 yards. But Chester Rogers caught like six balls yesterday. Do you want Chester Rogers? No, I don't. I don't want anything in this offense in the passing game outside of T.Y. Hilton in a DFS play because he's going to have another one of those games at least one point at the rest of the season. And Jack Doyle had been very appealing to tight end, and then he let us down yesterday. It all comes down to the quarterback play and Jacoby Brissett. Like, those are some busted coverage and busted plays. I know you can't ever take away plays because I always hate that argument where he's like, oh, well, Zaire Crowell didn't run for 40 yards in that one play. But if you watch both of those touchdowns, this is the first time the entire season the Steelers' pass defense has looked like that. They just, two plays of just blown coverage. You just can't bank on that. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. You can't bank on it. Would you rather have Chester Rogers or Bruce Ellington? Bruce Ellington. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Ellington. Amazing. Let's go back to the phones and talk to you at 844-843-6879. What's up, Devin? Hey, guys. How's it going? What's going on, man? What's going on? Not kind of got myself into a pickle. No, you're in a pickle. Are you stuck in a jar? It sounds like you're stuck in a jar. (laughs) (laughs) Devin, you got to call back. uh, Yeah. Devin, we're going we're gonna to need to call you back. You keep going in and out, man. This, this pickle's getting bad cell service. Yeah, the, the, pickle, the pickle needs to, to fix his phone so we can hear him. Um, 
Well, so uh, I wanted to, uh, I guess, at least answer a few questions inside our YouTube chat here now and, and, and try to find out uh, what they are saying live on YouTube, the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube account. Make sure you subscribe. Hit the button right under Matt. Matt, you brought something up before that people are talking about. Just how good Greg Zerline's been. I know JK's kicker, so I'm ignoring him. But Greg Zerline has like a billion more points than the next highest kicker. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been Greg the leg once again. And look, there's guys like uh, Harrison Butker, who I did not drop on the bye week. He's just been too valuable. He didn't drop the butt kicker. Didn't drop the butt kicker. You can't do it. Even Josh Elliott, another league I've kept. Jake I, Elliott. Uh, J- Jake Elliott. <laughs> 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 I but, uh, yeah, no. I mean, look, everybody says kickers and this and that. But there are certain kickers who are getting you more points. You want kickers that are on the good offenses as well. And if you're playing league with kickers, you know, it has to be something that you do pay attention to. The um, it's true. You just you just gotta pay attention. Scott talks about this all the time. Like, there's certain kickers who have the the pedigree. Someone like Mason Crosby, he's been terrible this year. He just doesn't kick enough field goals or extra points. So he hasn't been good enough this year. Make sure your kicker's like not terrible. That's like a word of advice. Sorry, yeah, and you can use Sorry, to get Jake. one. It's not that hard. Yeah, agreed. All right, Jake. This question is for you. Rest of the way, who do you want, Mike Evans or Michael Thomas? Mike Evans or Michael Thomas? You know, I got that question on Twitter this morning. Somebody said, should I trade Mike Evans for Michael Thomas? I said, why? It's a wash trade. I hate the kissing cousins trades, and that's what I call them. What's the benefit of that? If I was forced between the two, I would actually say Mike Evans because the Saints offense has turned into a very balanced approach. We brought up the Drew Brees factor in the first hour, the fact that 33 pass attempts per game. You know, Mike Thomas is just not getting the touchdown, so I would lean to Mike Evans, but it's it's a coin flip. Yeah, but see, like, he says the kissing cousins or whatever. I think that's a good question, though, because, I mean, if you're going to look at the Bucks and stuff, you're going to say they're going to be playing from Hamon. I know it's Fitz Magic, whatever, and he was terrible yesterday, but I think when you, if you add a, a Mike Evans into that lineup, it makes it better all around. For everybody, sure. I mean, Godwin did have a nice uh, debut and, and all that, but I would go... Depends. If I want, I mean, I, I'm a Mike Evans guy, so I'm okay. going to go Evans, and I think he has the the greater upside. But if you just need that consistent piece, I mean, Thomas has been consistent all year long, and I think he's getting knocked a bit this year for not having say the blow up games. But I mean, that 15 to 20 every week is 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 nice as well. And it, it, it is nice. I think I would go with Mike. By the way, Greg. Yeah. I found it during this whole thing because I just wanted to bring it up. For the number one scoring kicker in all fantasy, was undrafted the 18th kicker off the board this year. Just so you know. Well, I, well, I, I understand that. And, I mean, I got the Jacksonville defense in the 19th round of a 20-round draft consistently. But, hey. You know what? But, like, yes, you may have lucked into Greg Zerline, and I'm certainly not saying otherwise. But... People just don't pay attention to the kicker spot. Like, you may have drafted Mason Crosby because he plays for the Packers, and you know who that is. And he's been terrible. Yeah, no, but even like that argument, like I mentioned just before, there's players like Jake was saying in his article, Robbie Anderson's still out there in the league. Yeah. So, you know. All right. Let, get the argument. Let's go out now. Uh, let's go talk to Jan. Jan in New Orleans. What's happening? Hello there. I watch you guys uh, all the time, and I appreciate your uh, input. I have a question about Ingram and Kamara. I have both. I also have Le'Veon Bell, who, as you well know, kind (laughs) of kind of hit the dirt. I'm I'm thinking of 
putting Bell. I have them in standard league, by the way. I'm thinking of putting Bell on the bench and Kamara and Ingram as my two running backs. Jan, Probably can, for yeah. most. Jan, I can tell you that Jake Sealy, Jake, Jake Sealy is laughing at you at this moment. He's laughing at you, Jan. Why is he laughing at me? Come on. Come on, come on, come on. And I also have Jarek McKinnon on the bench. You know, just, just as a, you know, I'm number three in my league right now. I have, I picked up Jared Goff because I lost Deshaun Watson, who I picked up the first week. Jake, okay. why are you laughing at poor Jan? I'm not laughing. I'm just shaking my head. You never bench Le'Veon Bell, ever. Ever, 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 ever. You have those ever. four guys, though. You only have a couple of spots. You have Jarek McKinnon, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Le'Veon Bell. What do you do? Oh, you don't have a you don't have a couple of spots. You have one spot, the spot next to Le'Veon Bell. That's the spot that you have. You don't play with a flex. Well, there's still there's still too many spots. There you go. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll continue taking your calls. The Goon Hour continues on YouTube Fantasy Sports Network. The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. On Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Jake's laughing again. <laughs> well, did you not hear why? I did. I just okay. I wanted to ignore it and move but on. You know why? I wanted to ignore it and move on. <laughs> well, you're the one that called out me for laughing, though. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, we appreciate you watching. Coming up next, Fantasy Football BFFs, Mike Florio, Frank Stample. Come on upstairs. Uh, we hit it live on YouTube as we do each and every day, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. All right, guys, let's continue taking the phone calls during the Goon Hour. Let's talk to Ryan in New Jersey. What's up, Ryan guy? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, just a little testimonial to the show. I'm 9-1, and one, been listening since the first week. I Beautiful. appreciate all the help. Yes. So now I'm thinking rest of the season, though, now. I'm, I'm looking ahead. My running backs are Lamar Miller, Alvin Kamara, Alfred Morris, Ezekiel Elliott on the suspension, and C.J. Anderson. Do okay. you trust those guys, or would you put Antonio Brown on the trading block to try to upgrade? I Oh it's boy, two. that's two. I'm, man. I'm, I'm actually I'm like the fantasy exec today. <laughs> I I never trade Antonio Brown. Okay, his running backs: Jake, Zeke, and Alfred Morris, Alvin Kamara, Lamar Miller, C.J. Anderson. Is that enough to get it done? Nine and one. I think 
I think you could get away with it. Uh, here's the thing is, I'm never going to say never to a trade. I just traded away Le'Veon Bell in one league where I was 4-5 and five and floating in the middle, and I was starting. I had basically nothing else as my number two running back. But I got back a fringe running back one and a wide receiver one with it. So if you can make those kind of trades, I know you say never, and I never want to, but sometimes if you're floating along the middle there and you got to look at going forward. But the fortunate thing is, as he said, he's 9-1. and one. I think that he can survive with it as long as the wide receivers are strong enough. The uh, next question we got is going to come from Reese in Los Angeles. What's up, Reese? Hello? Hey, Reese. What's up, man? Uh, I have a really, really weird question to ask you guys. Um, so, should I either start LaShawn McCoy or Jordan Howard for this upcoming week? Oh, boy. Jason will yell at you. <laughs> Reese, Reese uh, Jason will yell at you. I mean... I- what are your other options, first off? And is it standard PPR? I mean, who? I don't even know who they're playing. Yet. Exactly. <laughs> you know what, Reese? You know what? You, you're gonna have to call back on like Friday. I can't. I, we we <laughs> haven't moved past week ten yet. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday's fine. We'll accept Thursday. Hell, if you want to call Corey on Wednesday, I don't care. Fine, but we can't. We can't do this on a Monday. I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, I just, I'm just going to say off the top of my head. I mean, what's the other option? Do you have better options than McCoy he, and Howard? He, I think we have Sir Reese. He hung up on us. Yeah, no, no I'm, just, no, I'm just putting that out. Who do you, I mean, I, don't even, I honestly have no idea who they play. So Howard plays the Lions, evidently. Bills are at the Chargers. And McCoy, right. This was actually the game I wanted to go to. I was. Oh, really? I was hoping to go to LA. LA trip, get back to Cali for a, for a nice little maybe. So why did you go? It just didn't happen. Didn't I wanted happen. to go in Arizona and stuff, you know. Arizona Fall League action. Eh, that's fair. Um, let me ask this. We were talking about handcuffs before, Jake. I mentioned like my handcuffs, Matt Breda, Shark Kendrick, West. There's a couple of other guys I do want to ask you about how important it is uh, to own them going forward. And somebody like James Conner, right, for the Le'Veon Bell owner, is that a must-have? Yes. There's no question about that. That's one of the ones that's at the top of the list because the fact is, look, whoever steps up behind Le'Veon Bell, immediate value. Not taking anything away from D'Angelo Williams, great player. Uh, I would actually say a more complete player and better talent than James Conner. But the fact is, when you put a running back in that offense, uh, look, we've seen value from Fitzgerald Toussaint of people. You put a running back in this offense getting near 20 touches per game, they're going to have value. And Le'Veon Bell, with his history of injuries, you have to own James Conner if you have Le'Veon Bell. Right. So, uh, if you, do you need to own Sharkandrick West, Matt, if you own Kareem Hunt? I mean, I would like to at this point in time set myself uh, up for the playoffs and everything like that. And God forbid uh, Kareem Hunt did go down. I could put West in. And we know with the Andy Reid offense, you're going to pretty much, there's a nice, solid high floor in there in the high teens. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think I think ideally you want to, but you know it's got to be right, obviously, uh, for your roster. I mean, the question is like, I'm going to take Jamal Williams over. Yes, yes, of course. That's the obvious. Well, the real question is, will you take Rod Smith over them now? You know what? I, I I really want to take Rod Smith. I, I'm, I'm hoping he's a thing. I don't know why. I'm not even a Cowboy fan. Do you have, I fe- you have, like, you have a feeling? Is that what it is? I haven't been like only like one or two. I have two leagues. Well, I mean, they both. I, I do want to win both of those. And I'm, you know, but I don't know. I just, for some reason, I, I think he's going to be the guy. The We go back to YouTube, answer some of your questions now and continue on. Um, we have a trade question for you, Jake. It comes from Gregory. He asks, Melvin Gordon and Doug Baldwin for Antonio Brown and C.J. Anderson. What side do you like? 
Mm, Melvin Gordon's side. There's just a, there's a significantly bigger drop-off at the running back position than there is the wide receiver. All right, they, there you go. Yeah, C.J. Anderson's like a dead fish. Hector asks you, Matt Modiga. He's Ted Finn. He is Ted Finn. Well, Ted Finn's got a couple more weeks. I got week 14. Uh, Matt, Hector asks, rest of the way, who you got? James White or Rex Burkhead? I, I still got to stay with James White, but I've been saying it all year long. You definitely, at some point, are going to want to have Burkett on your team. And I, I want to know what's up with Chris Hogan. How much longer is he at? I'm very interested in that. But James White has been a top 20 running back in the PPR all year long, so it's gotta, I got to stay with my boy, James White. Jake, who do you project for more points tonight? Devin Funches or Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. It's just the fact that he's the better talented running back, and I think it would depend on if it's a PPR and if you're looking for upside, but it's Kenyon Drake. The uh, By the way, whoever is Southwest, Southwest Bitcoin in this chat, he says he's listening to all the experts and it's vaulted his record to 2-8. and eight. So, good job. Playing a points league, you're still alive then. Yeah, I mean, potentially so. You know, it's funny. I have, I, I, like I said, I was out with my friends watching football, and they're like, "Do you talk about your uh, your two and eight team enough?" I'm like, "Yes, I talk about I, my I have team is two and eight, and I still like it. I still look at this team like, ah, oh, this team's pretty good. Like, I look at my bench, I have no one to drop. It's that good, and it, my team is terrible. I don't get it. And it's not even a points thing. I don't have any points. Yeah, I have it's a team horrible. that's oh, going to be." Wow. Be four and five, and I was three and one. I lost Beckham, and then uh, Diggs was out for a while. But I'm what do you call? I did not. You had a bye week. Well, four and five. Well, I'm going to be going to be four and five. Well, yeah, what is it? Week ten. Okay, four and six. Whatever. Four and six. <laughs> so I was three and one. I lost five in a row, but I'm currently fourth in points. That gets me into the playoffs. Only four teams make it. You know, it's the head to head, and then the next in, in points. So well, for that's me, what I was about to bring up, Greg. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, I was yeah, just, uh, that that continue. that for me. Even though, look, I've been able to field and then score points and stuff, and that to me keeps it alive. It, I really, I know some people love to just trash talk, but even when I, even if I beat somebody, yeah. if I played like Corey or Jake or you, what am I going to do? I beat you and start right. making fun of you or something like that? Like, like, only only, only a king does that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's continue on 844-843-6879 That's 844-843-6879 uh, Let's see who we got here uh, Matt, questions for you from Keith Corey Parson or Jake Seeley, better partner? Corey Parson or Jake Seeley, a better partner? That's what the... That's well, what I mean, I, I work with Corey five hours a day So I, I think I feel obligated to say Corey Jake could be the... Uh, Jake could be the... 1A to Corey's 1. How about that? One I would eight. say Corey, too. <laughs> <laughs> Jake chooses Corey over himself for a partner. I like, I like that. Uh, I'm I think that, that was a PC answer for me, right? I, that was a, Matt, that worked, that worked perfectly fine for me. Uh, okay, next question here. We'll go to Jake Seeley uh, with this one. Jake, my, the question is... Uh, Oh god, this is a terrible question. I can't. I, I can't. I can't do that. Um, who would you rather have going forward, AJ Green or DeAndre Hopkins? Wow, that's a. I, it's such a close one. I would actually look at the rest of the schedule, which I haven't done yet. That's actually coming next week in my DFF matchup column, which I usually do. I try to look for the rest of the season. Oh, that's cool. But that's a. That's a. That's as a coin flip as you could come. Yeah, that is. That is a tough one. I'll, I'll just say AJ Green because look. 
the redhead, uh, the man with flames on his head is, isn't really that good, but he's better than Tom Savage. Ooh. There you go. Hey, who would you rather have the rest of the way, Matt? I know the answer to the question, so I'm going to Matt. Mohamed Sanu or Corey Davis? Corey Davis. Oh, shocker there. We found out. I, she, I, I thought you would know that answer. answer. The I, did, I said I know the answer. I wanted people to know the answer. Oh, oh, I said, okay. Easy, easy answer to the previous question. It is A.J. Green because A.J. Green has Bears, Vikings, Lions in the playoffs, which Vikings isn't that great, but it gets worse. The Texans have 49ers at Jacksonville, Pittsburgh to finish things off. Mm, so that's, there you go. I think the real problem, Jake, is that DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get to face himself. That's true. That's, That's the real true. issue here. Um, that is the, feel, the real issue. Nathan asks, Chris Thompson, Jay Ajayi, Jarek McKinnon. Going forward, I don't know if it's PPR league or not, choose two of those three. Which one do you not rather have? Thompson, Ajayi, McKinnon. Thompson's the out. Thompson's the out for you. Wow, okay. Uh, what about you, Jake? Same. Thompson would be out. All right, so there you go. Thompson out. Uh, a guy that's been pretty reliable uh, going forward. There. Knocking out Chris Thompson there. Let's not forget Corey Davis this past week. Ten targets for your boy. And I think it's only going to get better for Corey Second Davis. Second time in four starts. He's got ten targets. Week one and now uh, this past week. And almost a touchdown. Almost a touchdown. Just, just that close. And a fumble. That's a beautiful uh, chart, right? Yeah. Matt's throwing me a, tar- a chart of an Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. <laughs> He's pumped about it. It's just, uh, I mean... It was color coordinated. Yes, yes, of course, of course. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to take a break here. We will come back, and when we do, we'll talk a little Monday night football for you. The Carolina Panthers, the Miami Dolphins. A lot of fantasy implications on the line in this one. With Kenny and Drake, with Damian Williams, what's the breakdown there? Can Christian McCaffrey continue the upswing? Uh, And will Curtis Samuel and Russell Shepard win people leagues tonight? We'll ask the young kid and Wall Street and wrap up the fantasy football frenzy when we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on YouTube Live. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Make sure if you're watching us live on YouTube, or you watch this live on YouTube, I forgot we're done. We're not done on YouTube. Uh, if you watch this, come back. 11 a.m. YouTube live for one whole hour here. Fantasy Football BFFs. Followed next on YouTube. You can subscribe because follow, following the BFFs, it is Fantasy Livewire. Uh, you got Tim Gilbert and Chris Meany will have you covered there. So I want to do a little Monday Night Football preview before we wrap this up. Jake, what are you looking for tonight? 
looking to see more from Kenyon Drake to see if this continues to be what we saw last week where he's the better option, the more explosive option in this offense. Damian Williams seems like he should play with the illness that he popped up at the end of the week with, but I think that he's just been relegated to the pass-catching option. He's still valuable. There's still some appeal there, but I'm just looking for Drake to have another good game, even against the tough care. If he can go out there and at least have an RB2 performance against that Carolina Panthers run defense, I think you got to feel great about what you have on your hands going forward. I agree. I, I basically, I told you, both of you guys this last week, I basically emptied the clip for the combination of Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams. I went all in here, and if I could just get a good a good one tonight from Kenyon Drake against a good defense in Carolina, I'm going to feel awesome, Matt. Uh, I got Christian McCaffrey in two huge leagues for me. One, I pretty much won already. The other one, I should win. Uh... I want him to get like 35 points or so. I want to hit 200 in one of those leagues. So CMC for life. Yeah. You know, I, I think ultimately Christian McCaffrey, it hasn't even mattered when it comes to what he how many times he carries the ball or how far because the catches are how there. How crazy is that? Going into this week, going three wide receivers. Incredible. receptions than him. What I'm so impressed about that is that one of my major concerns, and Corey as well, was ultimately that he has not been in an offense like this before, the quick hits or whatever. And now finally... We've seen what the offense has become. So much so, they got rid of their downfield threat in Kelvin Benjamin. They like to use Christian McCaffrey. And when Greg Olson comes back, theoretically, in two weeks from now, um, he's going to be you know right back where he was, which is great. Let me throw this out there. Let me get Jake's take. You want to jump yeah, yeah, yeah. in. Curtis Samuel, what are our expectations going forward? Jakey Jake. Uh, I'd say wide receiver four. You guys still remember, it's the second wide receiver on offense that doesn't generally support many wide receivers to begin with. Even last year, it was Ted Ginn and Kelvin Benjamin at times separately. So I I think that maybe you find some appeal in deep leagues because he did step up in the first game with no Kelvin Benjamin last week, but I'm not expecting a ton. I, want to, I do want to ask both of you guys this, and it has to do with Greg Olson, but not like you know, really a fantasy context. So they have a bye next week, the Panthers. Greg Olson is expected to come back in Week 12, and they play your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings, in Week 14. Do you know what Greg Olson's doing during his bye? He is announcing for Fox, along with Kevin Burkhardt and Charles Davis, the Vikings game against the Rams. He's going to be in the booth for Vikings-Rams. Is that like an issue to you? It seems a bit odd, right? It really, it really does. Like, I mean, like, not that you won't like study for the game or whatnot and watch game tape, but like you're seeing a, a team that you were playing in two weeks or so. Yeah, that's really no. That's, that's production meetings and stuff. I, no problem at all. Really? How come? Because the film that they're getting when they study inside with the coaches in the locker room is a hell of a lot better than even sitting there on the side of the field. Trust me. Yeah, but it's, I, mean, I just don't like the whole. Thing about it. I don't know why. It so the last, bothers me a bit. So this has only happened two other times in history. Uh, that was Matt Hasselbeck a couple of years ago. He's a backup quarterback for the Colts. Uh, he announced a, a game where I don't think it at all involved any teams the Colts were playing. And then back in 1994, uh, Marcus Allen, before he was uh, before he retired, he actually announced the game for Fox as well. I not that Greg Olson doesn't have a bright media future. I think he does, and maybe they're looking for a uh, replacement for Jay Cutler. Um, there was no other game he could have did. That's what I'm that. saying. There's no other game. You could have sent Greg Olson to, unless hey, you want us insight from a divisional rival. It's not a divisional rival. We play for Carolina. This is the Vikings and the Rams. I meant NFC. Sorry, that's just. So yeah, un- yeah. Uh, my my question is, unless it's like I don't know where this game is. I don't know if it's in Los Angeles or Minnesota. But like, unless like he lives in LA and this is just an easy thing for him, maybe. 
I think Minnesota's home. Oh, so I'm, Minnesota. Not, I'm not sure. So they gave I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not doing the theory's out the window. So it's, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, it is home. It's home. All right. So I thought it was a little, I just thought it was weird. I think it's weird. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I, said I thought it was weird. Jake tried about the tape or something, but it just, I don't know. Especially the fact that he's playing them the following week. It just seems a little. Well, not the following week. He's playing in a couple weeks, to yeah. be fair. Um, is speaking of Greg Olson, is he going to win people leagues, Jake? I know everybody hated Greg Olson coming into this year. A lot of it was was tied to where he was being drafted. Is he going to win people leagues? That, that those that have picked him up over the last couple of weeks. I don't think he's ever going to win you a league. No, I mean it can help definitely boost your value and potentially carry you a little bit. But he's not going to he's not going to be your top scorer on your team maybe once down the stretch. And even if that, I mean there's still five, five tight ends off the top of my head I can think of that I'd rather have rested away than him. Is Jack Doyle one of them? No, I just I, I don't think you can rely on him as much. And I want to know what's up with Brissette. Yeah. Jack Doyle or Greg Olson going forward, Jake. Olsen easy. All right, Olsen easy. All right, there you go. All right, we are done. We take a break. Uh, I take a break for the next two minutes. And Frank and Mike join the program, as does EY Eric Young. We'll do that here next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and, of course, on YouTube Live. I want to thank Matt Modica for the last five hours. It's been fun, my friend. We'll do it again tomorrow. There you go. Uh, Jake Seeley, always is it fun catching up, man. Yeah, it was good times. Appreciate you sticking around with us. Yeah, of course. It's been, it's been an awesome two hours. Make sure you check out On Target today. Uh, Jake Seeley, Joe Pisapia, Chris Meany. You promise us a little Adam Thielen talk? Yeah, and we're going to make the list. Make the list! There you go. From Matt Modica and Jake Seeley, I'm Greg Sussman. The BFFs with Eric Young, Frank Stample, Michael Florio is up next here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.